Hi, this is Craig Janney listening to the Blues Podcast in the Stanley Cup Finals. Blues Hockey Podcast, host of Jason, along with Chris. Yo! And we got a special guest today. Our friend Rick is in from Pittsburgh. I believe your second time on the show, yeah? Uh, this is the first time for this podcast, but I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so it is officially one of my favorite weekends of the year. Mm-hmm. All-Star Weekend for NHL. Yep. And what we're getting ready to watch in about 35 minutes. The Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. So... Like you guys didn't mention the Pro Bowl. Everybody's and the Pro Bowl. excited about and the Grammys, Pro Bowl. right? Grammys and the Grammys are tonight. Yeah, so big weekend for entertainment all around. It, so yes. Uh, so main thing is just talk about kind of our a lot of stuff going around all going on around town. There we go. Uh, starting Thursday, we all got to go to the alumni game. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that. Despite the snow, despite the snow, which the news was the uh, driving was not a problem Friday morning because as Channel Two let us know uh, very early on Friday morning, there was some snow on the streets. But they got that all up out the way. So driving into downtown was not a problem. No, St. Louis newscasting, probably one of my, uh, I say secondary or tertiary favorite things about being in this great city (laughs) is definitely the newscaster. Yeah, so good times as always. (laughs) So let's see, Thursday, alumni game. Friday. uh, Skills competition. Skills competition. And you guys didn't go to a concert beforehand, right? No. Okay. Uh, and let's see what else. And Saturday, the big day, we had yep. fan fanfare for most of the morning. Yep, with everybody else, everybody else, and then the game, and then here we are Sunday before Royal Rumble. So let's uh, before we get into the whole weekend in general, let's uh, let's Rick. Let's talk about you for a little bit here. All right. So what's your deepest darkest fear? What is my deepest darkest no, fear? Life without hockey. There we go. It's coming. I want you to know that. A couple yeah. seasons, it's it's no, coming. I know. I can't think about it now. I just I celebrate now as far as hockey goes. Yeah. So, anyway, so you are from Pittsburgh. I am from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh I'm so. a Pittsburgh Penguins season ticket holder, and I've written a few stories here and there, and covered quite a few games uh, from the standpoint of a from a professional standpoint. But uh, hockey's always been the most difficult thing for me to cover because I'm so much of a hockey fan. So uh, sometimes it's hard to be objective to do that. But uh, yeah, is that like a do, do journalists get like is that like a legit like guys get really offended when somebody comes in there and like shows emotion in like the press yes. box and stuff? Like if you show like you like even clapping is like kind of like not forbidden, but like you're kind of looked down upon. Uh, it, it is forbidden actually uh, in most. Uh, in fact, I can't tell you one time the. Uh, the public address announcer that's inside the Steelers uh, press area actually congratulated a reporter that was in there on their final game of covering. They were retiring, and they said, even though this is not normal, we offer the opportunity to give a round of applause to Penny Penny Finnegan, who was doing her last game. Uh, Yeah, it's very frowned upon, so I actually choose to sit in my seats if I'm going to – write something or talk about the radio or talk on the radio about something about the game because it's too difficult for me to watch hockey from the press box because I can't help but be excited or mad uh, depending on what's going on. Nice. So um, so Pittsburgh, obviously, 
pretty halfway decent over the last at least 10 years. 12, 20 years ago, back to the 90s with Yager and Lemieux and such. So We, we talked about this. Chris and I did last night. Um, uh, the city of Pittsburgh has no idea or refuses to accept the fact that they have had a generational star since I was a kid. Yep. And I'm 42 years old. That is something that I don't think many other franchises, and certainly not uh, from the 80s until now, can uh, really wrap their heads around. Uh, you know, St. Louis obviously has had, you know, you had Brett Hall for so many years, and you, Gretzky was on the roster, but maybe not played as long as obviously any, anybody would have hoped mm-hmm. that is a St. Louis fan. But uh, for the Penguins to go from Lemieux, draft Yager, and that's to leave Francis off the list, Paul Coffey off the list, but yeah. Lemieux to Yager into the Crosby era with Lemieux still kind of hanging on there at the end of the Crosby mm-hmm. era. And yeah, he did. It's, it's unheard of. I don't know that you look at Drysidle right now and McDavid. Mm-hmm. They're on the team at the same time. One of them eventually won't be on the team, and unless they come up with another one who is that great, they're not going to understand that kind of multi-generational talent at the same era. It, it's unbelievable mm-hmm. what the Penguins have had. Yeah, and very successful, so – Three trips to the finals. So I got that right in the last ten years, about because yeah, the host, so. host was on a team where he lost because he always had. That they thing lost where to the lost. Wings and then beat the Wings, wings. Yeah. and then beat Nashville. Yes, they did. Yeah. You know, so they so they've uh, and they won in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. So I mean, leading into that yeah. decade, they were the Stanley Cup champions. So the fact that they won two in the last decade was pretty amazing. And yeah. back to back in the salary cap era, did you beat the Sharks too? Uh, the, yes. Yeah, the Sharks uh, in six games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it so, was. Uh, and by the way, the Penguins in five Stanley Cup championships have never won at home. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's the other thing that we talk about is you think about the fact that both the Penguins and the Blues were in the class of '67, the first expansion class the NHL had. The Penguins are averaging a, a cup every ten years. That's that ain't too shabby. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. Obviously, the Blues were the last team of that class to win a cup. We're not going to we're not going to consider the Golden Seals because they were around for a handful of years, then folded into the North Stars, yeah. who then won a cup in Dallas. So by default, the Golden Seals won one. But obviously, the Flyers had early success in the seventies, the seventies and eighties. Um, the Kings won two in the in the two thousand tens. We won one finally, uh, but day. Pittsburgh has been the uh the cream of the crop of that that class yeah, as far class, as yeah. I mean the blues obviously had the streak of going to the playoffs for 24 straight years the longest streak of pro sports until Detroit Very just broken. passed it a couple of years ago uh, but it didn't yield anything whereas you have the penguins who may not go every year but they got a pretty damn good record of when they get in making some noise. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say that 24 years didn't yield anything. And from an outsider perspective, uh, there were a lot of seasons where Penguin fans, and I certainly can probably speak for Flyer fans on, on that too, what 24 years of the playoff yields is an interest in the sport. It does. Uh, it, 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 you can't devalue um, – you guys love the sport. Yeah. Yep. Had they not gone 24 years in a row, considering your ages, right? you may not care about the sport. You would have known there was a team in your downtown. I don't know if the team would be here if that wasn't the case. They almost lost the team in the mid-80s yep. uh, to Saskatoon. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that you combine that 
playoff run with a player of the caliber of a Brett Hall. And it not only, you know, helps to cement the team in St. Louis, but as we were talking about coming home from the skills competition, you see now with, you know, a couple of years ago with the five first-round picks for being from St. Louis, that St. Louis, 18 years after the fact, is reaping the rewards of what that Hall era planted. Well, I think you're right, and not only that, but there are kids that can't necessarily go to Chicago, go to Minnesota to play hockey, because that's where you're going. St. Louis is a great landing spot for kids from other parts of the country that want to play elite hockey in the north. Yeah, I just saw a stat uh, today, actually, saying that after the Blues won the Stanley Cup this year, so the next round of, like, hockey signups, you know, come around, and they saw saw a 35% jump in kids signing up, like, for trying hockey, which is is obviously an effect of that. You're going to see in 15, 20 years, you'll see when kids are getting drafted, it's going to be maybe less than that now kids getting drafted because of what happened last season so it's it's a it's awesome thing so and that leads into this weekend so like obviously pittsburgh's had a lot of great stuff with outdoor games as well you guys have had a a lot of cool outdoor games uh being part of the very first one actually i have that jersey upstairs still which is probably one of my favorite jerseys uh chris doesn't like it apparently bad face no i I like it that's something else anyway so st louis gets awarded the all-star weekend all-star game all-star weekend comes with it so we started off thursday night during the uh ice apocalypse 2020 yeah yeah, yeah. possibly whatever you want to call it for us Uh, it was more like slush apocalypse yeah it really was what it turned into because it was just not a yeah it wound up being like a lot of the snowfall but not really sticking in and kind of being more of a as my daughter said applesauce on the ground yeah no it's a good that is a good uh, representation of that. Uh, you know what? The snow, had it just stayed snow, would have added something yeah, to the hockey weekend. Yeah. But it didn't. It just, just made it made it more of a little cluster. It just made it messy. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, so, alumni game. So, let's start off alumni game. So, I thought game, that it's basically, it wound up being Blues alumni versus NHL alumni. Mind you, it was kind of mixed in there because of, uh, so, basically, the big Blues guys are like, that actually played. I'd right. say, like, Chris Thorburn, mm-hmm. Barrett Jackman, uh, Chris Butler, most recent NHL on that list. Then and you then, had, like, Kevlin. He was there. Basson was there. You know, you had a lot of the late 80s, early 90s guys. And then you had, uh, you know, what I thought was amazing was they had guys out there that I'm pretty sure needed walkers at one point. But, right. man, right. like. Barrison got a goal. Barrison got a goal. Patey got two. Uh, I know for one for sure. Maybe we because remember we I kind of ducked out early because I wasn't feeling great. So I think yeah. we, all, we just I didn't get to see the whole game. But I, I mean we just uh, streamed the first period. Yeah, on our Facebook page, Blues Hockey Podcast. So uh, Andy Mack played well. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of good. Greg players. Adams was it? Greg Adams. Uh huh. Yeah, he, like, Greg Adams looks like he could still go now. He was yeah. he was he was going yep. full. He was, he was going full bore. He went end to end at least two or three times and almost. I think he scored one of the three, but. He was just flying around like this was like, J, like varsity versus JV basically. I don't know why I didn't realize until we got there that it was Blues versus NHL alumni. Yeah, because as they're announcing people, I'm like, I'm positive that George Peros never played for the Blues. A lot of from lot Washington, of, PA. Yeah, yeah. yeah we <laughs> Go figure. Out. We found out a lot of a uh, 
a lot of guys who made a career fighting, which I thought was funny that played. It's just it's, and that's kind of like guys that have personality. Like Paul Bissonnet was there. Which, Paul Bissonnet came to win. Yeah, Paul Bissonnet scored a goal, and he was you know he was chirping the benches and doing yeah. stuff to the crowd, which I thought was great. And absolutely, at the end of the day, uh, that was a recurring I, theme this weekend, by the way. Yeah, and so the Blues wind up. The Blues All Stars uh, alumni wind up winning this one. Mm-hmm. Um, a nice time. A little bit of issues on ticket issues with us. No oh, ticket master, you you done messed up. So Chris's tickets basically were did not exist. No. Yeah, apparently so, that was that was a that whole was a, thing. That, that, that was the thing with a lot of people. Ticketmaster sold the wrong seating chart. Oops. Yeah. So, but we still got to see the game. Still fun. It was fun. And still I don't times. want you guys to breeze past Berenson's goal. No, eighty-year-old no, no, no. man. A legit tip and goal from goal. Uh, Jeff Brown. Yep. Yeah, yeah it was pretty it, awesome. For an, I mean. You want to say these guys should have been out there using walkers. This guy's moved better than we do, and I, we're half the age. Yes. Berenson's 79. No, yeah, Berenson, almost 80 years old, got the tipping goal in front, which is awesome. Which is, I probably got the biggest round of applause, and everybody afterwards, kind of, even players on each bench kind of like stopped and were tapping their sticks, and the crowd got louder and louder and louder. Another special thing about that moment, and I don't know if you guys saw this, they went and got him the puck. Yeah. Now this isn't. This is a. a, a it's legendary, an exhibition. It's a legendary hockey player. He's wearing, a, he's wearing a Michigan helmet, which I saw like yep. closer inspection, which he, is awesome too. But he, like, they thought enough of him scoring at that age and being a part of that for him to maybe put that puck on his mantle. I thought that was actually pretty special. I totally agree. Speaking of helmets, did anyone ever figure out what the hell was going on with Jim Campbell's helmet? The uh, red helmet that had a bunch of duct tape on it. I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. So. It was cool to see everybody there. A lot of uh, like our our friend uh, Rizzuto was yeah, I was doing uh, got to do the sort of doing color commentary <laughs> was, reluctantly. I, I heard uh, I heard a couple of his uh, he had a couple of clips he played the next day, which I thought was funny. So yeah. it was great. I mean, a fun atmosphere. It was a fun overall. time. A good way to start the weekend is the way I kind of looked at Agreed. it. Agreed. It's like one of those things where I'm like, okay, let's get this weekend started. A good start on Thursday. So Friday. I'm a little out of the loop here, so mm-hmm. there's more. I'll be asking questions more to Chris sure. and Rick here. So you guys got to go down and see my thing. I, I man, don't be wrong. I always enjoy the game to mm-hmm. a degree, but my fun thing is seeing skills competition. I 100 percent yeah, agree. They did a little bit more different stuff this year, which is kind of interesting. They did. So they had the women's three on three, which is a new one, which I thought was cool to see. It was great. It was really exciting and competitive like, for a for a two low to, scoring two, game. Yeah, two to one is the final score. Yeah, and for Canada one for a low scoring game. Um, it did not lack on intensity and scoring chances. Integrity and intelligence. Uh, yes. There's your uh, wrestling reference. Since we're um, it was it was a lot of fun, and I you know there uh, you heard the people who were like, why were they even having this? Like, this is just dumb. Why are the girls out there? It's the men's weekend. Yeah, like, and you, you know, know what? I like, yeah, I tell ridiculous. you what, I challenge any dude in the stands who think that the girls don't belong on that ice to put some skates on and play against any of those ladies who are out there playing Friday night because that was some damn good hockey. I would venture to say that the intensity level of that game maybe even went past the intensity level of any of the three games on Saturday. Oh, I 100% those agree. Those women were happy to push their sport forward and have that audience of a sold-out arena. Yep. And they, I, you know, I don't and want to cliche it, but left it all on the ice. Way more than, I'd say, any of the men's games did on Well, Saturday. sure, and, and I think it goes without saying that you can't underplay the intensity of the USA-Canadian rivalry, especially on the ladies' side. Did, like, you, did you see the picture uh, video today? No. So they had a bet going, 
And so the, I guess they had a beer bet. So whoever lost had to bring, I guess, like, I guess it was like Labatt Blue for the Canada sure. lost. And so they brought him a big tray of uh, Budweiser. Oh, nice. To him, like, today, which was, that was cool. Um, so. I mean, those, those girls, they may be friends off the ice, but make no, make no mistake, when they're on the ice, they do not like each other. Yeah, Brianna Decker, very nice. We met her at the yeah, event. Yeah, she was great. We'll talk, we'll talk about nice. that. So, but, uh, so we had that event. Probably the highlight of the night for St. Louis fans was the breakaway challenge for the goalies. Yeah, that was cool. I, I wasn't sure how that was going to work exactly, but I, I like how they did it. Um, that was really cool. So, basically, um, each team each had their goalie go. And whoever as most consecutive saves. It wasn't mm-hmm. overall saves, most yeah. consecutive saves. So um kept going four, five, six. Then Andrew Vashilovsky came in and just saved the first nine and then got the tenth one scored. So he only had ten shots total compared to some of these guys went two full rounds where Correct. Um, you know, the so. way it worked was you could have let every single goal in until you got to the last guy on the team, which was the captain. And if you stopped the captain, it reset. Yeah, and you keep going until somebody scores, and so kind of like, kind of like a sudden death, correct? Thing. Yeah. So, um, so you know, it, it was interesting to see. I forget who it was who was in, and the first three shots, or the first three skaters, I should say, never even put a shot on net because Jari. was it Jari? Mm-hmm. Because the puck went off the guy's sticks, Sticker, and I was like. Yeah. Is the fix in on this? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it wasn't. But Bennington, I, look, Bennington got the benefit of a post on Dreisaitl. And, oh, yeah, Dreisaitl was the last one. Yeah. yeah right, right. On the last but, one. He had him beat cleanly on that one. Yeah. So, but he, uh, he made some good saves, man. Yeah, so a couple of funny ones mixed in there. So Bennington has the last guy to go, hometown guy. Yep. Everybody's on their feet, you know, obviously. Um, starts off kind of okay, wishy-washy. I think he lets in a – like, saves two, lets one in. Yeah. Saves one, lets one in, and then goes on a run after this, Correct. saving a bunch. One of them was, was was a funny one, Thomas Hurdle. Or put on the beaver mask. Put on the beaver mask, which was cool. And then he just kind of like, you know, obviously I still easy think, save. I still think that if there is one giant mistake in this weekend – And who knows if it's scheduling thing. That's what I kind of thought it was. But I don't think, I don't think Bieber has anything going on yeah, is how the NHL didn't find a way – to make that Bieber Bennington showdown happen this weekend, yeah. agreed, yeah. agreed. You had a full a full house audience, although unless they plan on doing it for some sort of uh, charity event and filling the place with girls that love Bieber, maybe, uh, and probably girls that love Bennington too. I Correct. saw a lot of uh, ladies in Bennington jerseys. Oh, I, he's, he, he's he's very, very popular. popular. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt. I actually think the biggest mistake the NHL made this weekend, and I think maybe you guys will agree with this. Nobody wants to see digital targets oh, give me old yeah. styrofoam targets and let me watch them explode i agree because that's fun and mm. it leaves no doubt yeah. we watched that and, and i we changed, both said to ourselves the screen twice, twice. yeah so we'll finish I, up the bennington thing real quick sure. we get the bennington so bennington winds up going through saves nine and the place is going nuts he's tied andre vashlewski for the win and dry goes and Beats him clean Beats and him puts clean. it off the post. Off the crossbar and out. Bennington wins, gets, uh, like, whatever, I think 30, 30, grand. Grand. 30 grand. So he's happy uh, and then very quotable. This is one of the reasons why I think I really like Jordan Bennington. It's kind of the anti hockey player response on everything. You know, hockey players always have a standard kind of cadence when they talk or whatever. He's just like, oh, yeah, I've been off for a couple of days. 
had a couple of drinks, so I didn't know how to do, and brought home the win and the money. And it's like, that's right. what everybody's yeah. thinking, man. And which, that's why I like it. It's just something that yeah. in St. Louis, definitely. St. Louis, we have definitely have a lot of, like, pros, pros. The West have, like, Keith Kachuk and, you know, you go down to this, a lot of Chris Pronger. Speak. Sure. Alex Petrangelo, is, you know, does – we have a lot – Alex Steen does. You know, we have a lot of guys, yeah. maybe a little quips here and there, but nothing like – where there's a personality there, like a it's your standard jock talk. Yeah, well, and then, I mean, but they do really. But I think it's also like a lot of you don't see too many players step out of that. Yeah, in an NHL. In Look general. at the Penguins captain. I mean, he is Mister Automatic. I mean, it, he, there's never any point that he will give a soundbite. He's it, him and Jonathan Tays, the robotic. Yeah, yeah. They're robotic. Mr. Captain and, Serious. Uh, yeah, it's difficult sometimes because it's like. Sid, you know, you got slashed in the face in the second period and lost three teeth. You know, it's, it's part of the game. It happens. Like, I, I, just once I would like him to go, well, I can't wait to see him next time. Yeah. Like, but yeah. he's never going to do that. It's just never going to happen. Yeah, so let me talk about that. So then the accuracy thing was a little different this year. They used a basically digital board, and they yeah. had the, it set up as, like, the player's number, then, like, their team symbol, and, like, I guess whoever, whoever – The nickname. And then right. whatever the – I think I had a sponsor mixed into there as yeah, well. Yeah, they did. So basically you just shoot, and a couple times watching from home – I was like, I thought he hit that. 100%. Yeah. 100%. There were a couple of times where I looked at Rick and I'm like, he hit that target. And the guy changed how they did it. I remember in the past it was like, how many how many pucks did it take you to get all four targets? Or They have five now. It was yeah, four, five now. It was four back in the day. Yeah. Um, Which is why they went digital because they can have that. The middle, one that one middle. in the middle, like a, the five hole type one. And um, yeah, I was like, and it's how many, how fast you can get to it now. So I think the winner was uh, Slavin. Yeah. Got that one. So. Like I said, I was a little disappointed. I saw a lot of people online saying, like, go back to this. Because they had to change the boards out twice because their guys are shooting them so hard. It's like they're not they, registering, basically. Right. Yeah, they can't They can't withstand the punishment of, of what – and we were watching it, and we Crazy. actually got up because it uh, – it, it became got, not enjoyable to watch. And yeah. It's always been one of my favorite events. That's one of those, it, it was one of those where, I, I'll be honest, like, I kind of was like, oh, I'm going to go bathroom and go do some laundry real quick. Because yeah, like, yeah. after I got started, I was like, eh, this isn't as – fun as you want to be and then a cool thing they had the berry a very much a blues flavor for the whole event sure. too uh bernie federico like passed pucked out petrangelo for this and yeah. but he didn't shoot him and it counted he just kind of passed him back and forth hey bernie federico and that was it i was like oh i thought they're gonna have bernie take the shots or something which i thought would have been at least a little cooler yeah and then they had for hardest shot this is where it got cool that's uh, where it got really cool hardest shot and then i want to want you guys opinion on this because i've seen a couple of uh a couple of friends brought some stuff up, and I want to see your opinion. They brought Al McKennis out, which was great. Which Al is McKennis awesome. shoots it and didn't register on the actual, like you could see, but on the big board above, it said 100.4. And everybody's like, yeah, Al. And, you know, we, being from, you know, St. You think Louis. The and, and Al McKennis, obviously, well known for having a very hard shot, won it seven times. Yeah. Uh, so people thought, yeah, my friend Mike thought the fix was in. He's like, it didn't register there, but then it all says 104. I'm like, did you, I mean, it looked pretty hard shot. It looked to me. like a pretty hard shot for where we were. Uh, and you guys were in the arena. So, would you, for your thoughts, and you sent me a video. We had a couple of video yeah. thanks to Chris uh, this weekend for doing a ton of video work and yeah. making videos. And any video that you saw or pictures from at the game or whatever, minus Fan Fest, pretty much was mm. or I got to attend, was all Chris. So, thank you, Chris, for yeah, doing man, that. No problem. I appreciate it. And that was uh, something that people loved seeing different viewpoint of all those stuff. So did you think the fix was in on that, or do you think it's just like that looked like a pretty hard shot? I would say, judging by the numerous gaffes that the NHL had problems with during this weekend, that they probably didn't have those boards plugged in yet. 
or something of that nature. I don't think the fix was in. Uh, I will say that I could see them going, we've got to make sure that Chopper gets over 100. Yeah. That they don't want him to set the bar at like 99.3. Or like ninety, something like Garrett's like not at mind you, still for being what in the probably his fifties. Yeah. Being able to shoot a puck even in the nineties, I think is to me impressive. You know, agreed. Like, you know. Uh I think if the fix was in it would have actually been higher. Yeah. I think it would have been somewhere around like one oh one or one oh two. Yeah. Hundred point four I think it was oh, pretty good. I don't think the fix was in, but you have to remember there was a charitable aspect tied to this. For any player that got over uh what McGinnis shot. I think they donated five thousand or three thousand. I, I don't remember the number uh, dollars to a charity. Well, every player except for one in that competition got over on, on at least one of their shots. On at least one of their shots. Yeah. Um, I think that if the fix was in, that number would have they would have wanted it to come down. So the sponsor ended up giving all the money to the charity yeah. because they wouldn't want to single out one guy who they knew wasn't going to shoot a hundred miles an hour. Agreed. Yeah. So I, I don't think it was, I think he's uh McGinnis is 53. I think I read, um, I think that's a tremendous accomplishment for any 53 year old that still can just skate out there. And I don't know what his training regimen is yeah. these days, but, um, I don't care. That was a, that was a hard shot. And was it a hundred miles an hour? I don't know. I don't have the gun. But I assure you, it wasn't eighty. Yeah, yeah I assure sure. you, it wasn't yeah. seventy-five. Yeah. That thing popped the net pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Then, uh, so Shea Weber winds up winning it with a hundred six point five, I believe yeah. it was. Yeah. So ridiculous uh, shot there. So the final event is the new event of the night, the big thing, the big shiny kind of the one that kind of leaked out early. People talked about. It. So it's basically uh, like a Top Golf type thing. Mm-hmm. They got yep. to where Pepsi Plaza is. Yeah. They made like a little uh, platform, and players shot down, and they had to get points. I think the only thing I saw, they had judges down there, which we talked about. You kind of talked about, say, judges who, like, if the guys hit it or gotten in a certain area, yes. that's how they got points. So it was kind of like, you thought, like, some guys got screwed and stuff. Yeah, like, I Ferran think that... kind of had to go... He had to go first, but it had him go first. I thought he was, like, Jansen talked about last night before the game. They are kind of going over stuff. And he's like, yeah, I think he got screwed and he had to go first because he had to be the guinea pig. And I think he could have actually won because he's pretty accurate and yada, yada, yada. But he didn't know what he was doing, so he's just trying to have fun and go with it. Right. So... He was. I was like, it's a fun event. Who cares? But anyway. Yeah, I agree. So. It, yeah, well, it's a fun event, and who cares? Yes, but again, when you're going to attach dollar values yeah, to something. You, well, I think it's the, whoever won each event was like 30 grand, yeah, right? Yeah, 30 grand. grand. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, no one's wrong. These guys are making a good chunk of money already, but still, extra 30 grand for five, ten minutes of work ain't bad at all. So, my favorite part of this event was as they're announcing players. Well, first of all, let's back up. As they start the night, they're announcing all the All-Stars. They do the Eastern Conference first, and they go through the West. They do Pacific, and they go to the Central. And they're doing the Central. Um, I don't know what the order that it was that they were doing it, but Patrick Kane was the first All-Star introduced every time for the Central. Mm-hmm. And they booed him so loud every time. You could tell when they announced him to start the night that he wasn't prepared for it. He was kind of like, all right, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. When they announced him for the uh, Top Golf type event, he had that smirk on his face because like, he knew it was coming this time. And it was just this look like, yeah, I don't like you a-holes either. Yeah. But let's have fun with it. I love it. I Say what you will about Pat Kane. I'm not a fan either. But... To be able to know 
where you're playing and accept that your role for that weekend is the villain and have fun with it. Though you're on the team of the guys that are from the, whole, this, yeah. the hometown thing. Yeah. And that even though you're on the home team, you're still going to get booed as the villain and embrace that and have fun with it the way he did all weekend was fantastic. And there's a little part of me that gained a little bit of likeness for the way Pat Kane handled it this weekend. The right. one thing I do like, we'll talk about that, is what he did during the All-Star game. Which we'll oh, talk great! About, which we'll, talk about. we'll talk about that. But I, I agree with you 100%. I, I mean, I, I have no, I guess, general interest in Kane other than I enjoy professional hockey. Uh, I don't have that hate for him. I mean, I don't think he's a model citizen by any means, but I don't have that hate for him like you guys do. Yeah. But I, I agree. I think, just like we were talking about how Crosby will give his stereotypical, yeah, well, that's just the game of hockey. And I think Kane at least embraced that role this his weekend. His quote as, Friday night and Saturday morning was fantastic. Yeah. When, the, when they asked him, how did you feel about getting booed as an all-star? And his comment was, I guess I shouldn't have scored that many overtime playoff goals against this team. Yeah. You have to, you, Dude, you have to great like response. Yeah, yeah. Like, as a Blues fan, it's true. It's true. It's true. I hate, true. You. I hate, I hate you. you. Yeah. It, it is do you remember the movie Anchorman? Yeah. Where at the very end, you know, uh, uh, West Mantooth is helping Ron Burgundy out of the yeah, pit yeah. and stops him right before and acts like he's going to push him back in. Yeah. And this says, Ron Burgundy, with every bit of my being, I pure, straight hate you. But damn it, do I respect you. That's how I feel about Pat Kane after this weekend. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Uh, but the Blues fans treated him, too. So the other f- cool thing, like I said, they had a St. Louis flavor for a lot of everything. So yep. Brett Hall got to come up and take some shots. I think Pat. I think Brett Hall was taking shots before he came up. I there was, you go. There you go. I was trying to set you up for it. There's my uh, softball for you for today. Yep. And then uh, the other thing, that Keith Kachuk on. So both his sons, I thought the great picture that came out when he was in the All-Star game years ago and his sons were sitting it's on the, the boards, yeah. Great stuff. And um, so Brady Kachuk with the Senators and Mac- Matthew Kachuk with the uh, Flames. Flames. So – or um, turtles, depending on who you talk to. Yes. So Matthew Chuck, that guy's going to be on the Blues one year, one day. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, calling yeah, it yeah. because like he uh, took his Flames jersey off and he had one of the powder blue Cardinals Molina hockey jerseys that they yeah. did a handful of years ago, and yep. he used that and took his shots that way, and that got the crowd obviously behind him. Maybe playing to the crowd, or whatever. But that guy—that's think, great. That guy loves hometown. So, and I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, I will guarantee you, people in Calgary got butt hurt over that. Oh yeah. But I think you have to allow. This a, is where he grew up. It's his hometown. Yeah. And it's not like he took it off and had a Blues jersey underneath. If he did that, it's, that's, it's the that's baseball thing, team. Yeah. Like, there's not anyone in the world who's going to begrudge him from deep down going, yeah, man, I'm a Blues fan. I grew up a Blues yeah, fan. It's, but like, it's not Tom Brady wearing a Yankees cap. You know, it's, it's right. the guy's from here. He deserves to like his baseball team. Yes. And, yeah. and love his city, which, you know. And, for and, sure. And for the pander, good. Absolutely. Pander to the crowd. This is a crowd event. That's what it's for. Yep, and, that's, and the crowd got loud for it, so it worked out perfect. So, yep. like I said, got some – I say viral moments or whatever out of it worked out great. I thought overall skills competition. I always enjoy. It was a fun it, night. This made it even funner. So Absolutely. next day is we got to go to the fan with fanfare fan fest. We're going to call it uh, cluster F. What's all I can really giant say. cluster F. Uh, just a lot of people. Um, I was and supposed to go in at 1130 uh, there. I got there at 1040 and they're like, ah, come on in. That kind that of is the problem. Up. Uh, so my, when we got there, unfortunately, like luckily I was, a, I've seen the Stanley cup. 
already this last summer. So I worked yep. out great. I was just, my daughter wanted to see it. Yeah. And uh, the line when they said there, they said, oh, we're looking at around between six to seven hours right That's now. That's ridiculous. And I told my daughter, I said, man, this is your day. I took, uh, this is, uh, this has been, I'm, I, this is one of her like Christmas things that we did. Right. And I'm like, all for you, man. And she's like, nope. So we did literally Smart. everything else in the thing. She got a hockey card made. Everything else was there was great. It was just a lot of people in a small area. Like I said, unfortunately, America Center was booked this weekend, which I found out, which it would have been great at America Center. You could have spaced that all up there. The car show was there this weekend. Do you think they would have put it at America Center? I don't think they would have, but I'm saying that it would have been a I, good spot for it. I agree so. it would have been. I think they chose Union Station because it's of the, right next the there, proximity. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I agree. I, there was a lot of people in essentially a hallway. Yeah, and it's the back half of like, it's the Union old Station. mall of Union Station. Yeah, and it's just kind of like the aquarium is like obviously there too, which that's kind of like right. you know, kind of like if that wasn't there, like this was done a year ago when the aquarium was still kind of in concept phase, maybe it would have been a little more space. Yeah. But still worked out great. You got to see all the other trophies that they brought. They brought every mm-hmm. single other trophy that is given out. Like I said, you got your own hockey card made. You could have got – they had the merchandise stand, uh, fill me in on other stuff. You got to make your own – you guys got your own donut done? You we got a donut with our faces on it. Well, fist fighting. The fist fighting. And yep. we ate it. Well, I was delicious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I never thought I'd say this in my life. You really were delicious. I, you As were you. Thank you. Um, there was – Yeah. There was – there there was, um, uh, there was a trading card booth. The guy was selling packs or just individual cards. Yeah, you had to buy one of those packs of cards to get like to go play plinko. Yeah, and then also do the uh, like my daughter got her own hockey oh, okay. card made. You had to do that too. You had to buy like a regular pack of cards. Yeah, or but anyway, um, that there the- was a face-off challenge. There was a kids booth, Accurate, like a kids area to shoot the puck. Yeah. Um, Couple of like, like there was a lot of interactive stuff. It was fun, and then obviously there were signings and and, and appearances and things like that. Yeah, uh, both sponsored by the NHL. Unfortunately, one sponsored was canceled by Discover. yesterday. Yeah, correct. Uh, Prawn had to cancel his because apparently he was sick yesterday. All right, hungover. Yeah, he was sick, so he didn't not show up, and that was like because remember we got there and it was like yeah they shut after they eleven shut the line and they shut the line down for two o'clock at like eleven fifteen eleven thirty or so yeah so I felt bad for those people wondering when they found out that he wasn't going to be there you know so eh, like I say he's sick he's sick whatever but they filled in a lot of other guys like Oscar Sundquist signed yep uh, so we got the Pittsburgh goalies penguin uh, yeah uh, Tristan Jari signed. Tristan Jari signed uh, that was uh, that was cool yeah he was really nice he he was a nice guy I was uh, I was totally in the moment and fanboying and doing you know what a fan does so I actually got behind the counter and got next to him to get my picture where they were just letting people stand in front of him yeah but I, I think that he didn't seem to mind he's also extremely Rookie, young right? well he second is, year younger he, goalie yeah they, they, they kept him down in the minors last year and kept casey de smith as the backup and it was the best thing the penguins could have done for him because he played every day yeah and now he's a confident everyday goaltender and on a team that he's i don't want to say single-handedly but 60 percent of why the penguins are where they are is because yeah. jari's been the surprise of the season and we're familiar with that yeah, indeed. Exactly. Very similar indeed. story, and and, and and a similar story in Pittsburgh too, with Flurry to Murray. Uh, you know, there was this one of the Cup runs. Each guy won eight games. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's just really a strange thing for a Stanley Cup playoff win. So, um, but yeah, it's it, it was it was cool to see him, and I he was honestly a little starstruck in some ways. He he looked like all these people well, all are here these for pe- me. Yeah. All these people are here to see me. Like, do you know that? Brett Hall is like up in the Discover booth, yeah. but I'm here. So it was. Uh, it's kind of cool to see people on their way up 
like that. Obviously, his first all-star appearance in essentially year number two for him in the National Hockey League. So I think that's a cool fan experience. Uh, whether And I think maybe out of the whole line, I was maybe the only person, uh, maybe two other people at most, with Penguins jerseys on. So for Blues fans and, and fans of hockey to embrace him, like, wow, you're an all-star, that's cool. Yeah. You could tell he felt that. That was neat. Yeah, so it was nice to see. Uh, and they had, like they said, a lot of different things going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had to book it, and the slash book it, slash my kid was very tired. Didn't right. like standing anymore. Uh, so unfortunately, I get to see the probably the cooler thing that you guys got to do. So both Rick and Chris, which uh, I don't believe I put it on our socials, I will. Uh, they got their picture with uh, the great one, Wayne Gretzky. We did. We I got did. goosebumps even when you said it. Yeah, and I was there. <laughs> I, uh, I we've talked about it a lot. I've I've been chasing Wayne for years. I've been lucky enough through connections I have in the entertainment industry uh, that I was able to get a couple of pucks signed by him. I've gotten my jersey signed by him, but I've never met him face-to-face. And so when they announced that he was going to be there at 5 o'clock, I was like, I'll wait. I'll wait. Just because who knows when you're going to have this opportunity again. Yeah. And, um, you know, we – I looked at Rick and I'm like, man, I was like, you know, this is kind of your week and you're, you're the guest. Whatever you want to do, we'll do. And he's like, we got the opportunity with the greatest hockey player alive. Let's do it. So we, um, the person right before Wayne um, finished and the people working at Discover were like, well, we won't start the Wayne line until 3 o'clock. He was going to be there at 5. Mm-hmm. So we went, we did the Dunkin' Donuts thing. And I was like, you know what? It's 2.15. Let's just go check. And sure enough, there was people in line. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. So we got in. We got in line about, I'd say, 2.30. Yeah. And I was like, well, we're got two and a half hours to kill. So um, I posted up in line, and Rick went and basically grabbed dinner, and we sat down and had dinner and waited. Uh, and Wayne actually got there early. He got there at 4.30. And uh, he was cool, man. He was really, really nice, and he took time to interact with everyone. It wasn't just a grip and grin where you're like, all right, next, click, next, click, next, click. Um, surprisingly... When it started, he was signing autographs. And I was surprised that he was doing it because the line was long. Mm-hmm. Uh, second only, obviously, to the line to, to, to get your picture with the cup. Um, and I'll bet you he signed probably 30 people's things. And then there were a couple of people in front of us who were uh, career autograph uh, do it col- for a business. Yeah, hounds. yeah. They were autograph hounds. They were basically getting autographs. And what, what's the radio term for that? Uh, well, we pig. call them prize pigs. Prize pig. There you go. Uh, but these guys were just people who they were flipping autographs for for cash because yeah. they had a bag of stuff. Yeah, that sucks. Man. And as soon as they went through, is when the Discover people and I'm assuming Wayne's representatives were like, no more. Uh, which is a bummer because I did have, I was like, you know what, I, I've got an official puck. If I can get him to sign one, great. But in my mind, I was like, I've gotten the things in my life that I would like to get Wayne to sign, signed. Signed, yeah. So I'll be happy a bonus, with the picture. Yeah. He could not have been a more polite human being. For a guy who you know, today's his 59th birthday. Yeah. It's got to be like, I have done this so many times. Yeah. I, why am I doing this again? But he does it because he loves the game, which is awesome. Well, so. he is. And we talked about Rick and I talked about this in regards to players like Ovechkin who have stopped coming to these events. Like, 
it's one thing if you're just a good player on a team and you're like, I don't want to go. To me, it's different when you are a global ambassador for the game. And Alex Ovechkin is a global ambassador. He is one of the faces that the NHL currently globally markets their game with. Him, Crosby, a handful of other people. But I would say Crosby and Ovechkin are, are probably by far and away the global faces of the game. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you have uh, Ovechkin representing an entire country. Uh, Sid doesn't necessarily represent the entire country of, of Canada, but certainly you say Russia and hockey uh, in, in this time, in 2020, you automatically go to Ovechkin. So um, he is uh, kind of responsible for, and, and it is a responsibility, I think, for Ovechkin to continue to open those lanes for players to be able to come to the United States and to Canada and play in the NHL. Yep. And the fact that he – it's one thing to just, you know, just I think I'll pass. He blatantly turns his nose up at the idea of it. Yeah. And the idea of it is to gain fans. Grow your sport. Grow your sport. And that is – to me, that's the main difference between an Ovechkin, who's still currently playing – and Wayne Gretzky, who's 59 years old today. Wayne Gretzky owes no one anything in the world of hockey. And, yeah, I'm sure Discover Card wrote a big fat check, and we've said Discover Card 50 times on this podcast already. Yeah. And I'll say it 50 more if I had to because the thrill it gave to pure hockey fans, yeah. uh, our age, the nice couple in front of us. I mean, again, I, I have goosebumps talking about it. Yesterday we met Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky was – Tom Brady before Tom Brady existed. He yeah. was Tiger Woods. He was Michael before. Jordan. He was yeah. Michael Jordan. He is R.I.P. Kobe. Yeah, yeah, man. I can't even talk about that. It's such a sad thing. But he was it. Yeah, he, he is and remains the top of the heap. And even though he's come out and said, "I hope Ovechkin breaks his record," and this is not because I'm a Penguins fan. I hope nobody breaks his record. Yeah. I love that that record exists. I love that I saw. Most of it is a child, and I love that we can celebrate it in an all-star weekend. I just love that, and I hope no one ever breaks it. I I was lucky enough to see Gretzky play a few times for the Kings. I was in college the year that he played for the Blues, and one of my biggest regrets is that I was never able to get home to see him in person in a Blues uniform. Him playing for the Blues is the only team I didn't see him play for. Yeah, yeah, I got to I went I went to Broadway and saw him play for the Rangers. I saw him as a King, and I, I even saw him. Off the top of my head, I want to say I did not see him that season. I saw him as a Ranger. I saw him as a King. I did not I see him. King, I did not Ranger. see him as an Oiler. Um, but, you know, obviously, as a hockey fan, and he is, without a doubt, my favorite professional athlete of all time, which is funny because I don't call him my favorite blue. Sure. But he, but he is my favorite professional athlete, athlete of he all time. He transcends a team, any um, team he's on. But it, it, it bums me out that I never got to see him with my own two eyes skate in the blue note. Um, but the guy, like, I walked up to him and I said, thank you for what you've done for hockey and thank you for what you've done for the city of St. Louis. And I think the guy knows that, like, as Blues fans, we get it, man. Like, you were only here for a cup of coffee and a handshake, mm -hmm. but you still made an impact on this franchise. Yep. And, and I, you know, the fact that he comes back and does things for the Blues, the fact that he skated in the alumni game. Or shows uh, up, well, supposed to show up. 
Well, I mean, the fact that he skated in the Winter Classic alumni game for the right. Blues. I mean, we're talking about the alumni game. This yeah, the fact that he was, he was, you know, he was scheduled to be. He was there. We talked about that. Yes, we'll, we'll talk on Thursday story. night. Like, the fact that he, he still does things for the Blues. When, let's be honest, man, he doesn't need to. He, he played, what, 30 games? I think you. Yeah, yeah it was the three, well, three and a half months. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah so 30-ish games. Don't underestimate the. I mean, and I, I know we could go eight miles into the, the Keenan thing, but don't underestimate the idea of him being a blue, him coming to the blues, yep. and him leaving the blues the way that he did as quick as he did. TV reporters, and this was obviously well before social media and things like that, the whole world talked about the city of St. Louis. For three months. For three months. Yep. And that itself – helped grow the game in this area enough that that it, it created some of the excitement about it the St. Louis yeah. hockey market. I would yeah. say the the only thing that's happened to St. Louis that was a bigger event than that from a sports standpoint was when the Cardinals traded for Mark McGuire and he mm-hmm. went on the home run rally against Sammy Sosa. I, I think because they were talking about St. Louis not just on Sports Center. Like but they were everywhere. talking about St. Louis and the home run race on CNN, on CNN, and, yeah. on network news every night. And what what McGuire did for the Cardinals and the city in 98 is what Kretzky did for the Blues and the city of St. Louis in 97. Yeah, continues to do it. Yeah, maybe you can even say it like the Rams when that all happens, right. the Super Bowl. But it's still, your point is made, though. But, uh, yeah, Gretzky here sounds awesome. So that I, goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps. I met Wade Gretzky. Yeah, I, I, I still. Yeah, it doesn't seem. And mind right. you, that's only halfway through your day. As, yeah. as my friend, I want you. If I go first, you find my tombs. You know, like uh, the end of Young Guns, yep. and I want you to just chisel in there, pals, and then underneath, he met Wayne Gretzky. That's yeah. how much that moment meant. To yeah, me. that's awesome. So, like I said, it's like halfway through your day. You guys still had another. Handful of hours, you guys see the biggest event of the weekend. Yep. Which is the All Star Game. So, yeah. obviously, the big event outside before that, Green Day concert. Yep. You know, that was it, the big event inside, too. That yeah, was the big event inside, too. We'll talk about that. So, Green Day plays outside. A lot of people show up for that, apparently. From at least the pictures on TV look. It like was it. a big crowd. Yeah. So, they show up, and All Star Game starts. So, do all the pop and circumstance. I'll introduce guys. Obviously, the Blues players get the biggest thing. Patrick Kane booed once again. Was it after the Smiled. goal? Was it after the goal? Okay. Yes. So okay. First, so it just smiles and just does this thing. So Blues are announced by Layla Anderson, and uh, you know that was a nice little moment. And then she just does, you know, her thing. And Bennington, I think Bennington needs our high five. Uh, I think everybody hugged, hugged her. her. Everybody to new Bennington high fived her. You know, everybody else hugged her and stuff, which is nice. So they go into there, and uh, the two East teams play first. Yep. So uh, uh, kind of back and forth for the first half of that game. But Correct. I think almost every game had like a evenness to it and oh, they then were, one they were team all tied, pulled away they, it, they yeah. were all tied at the break yeah, yeah. and then at the one team pulled away in the second Correct. half so the first one uh unfortunately that winds up being the atlanta atlantic atlanta atlantic defeats the metro so nine, nine five. five yep so uh yeah like i said pretty even the start which is nice and then just one team just pulled away one team just didn't score and it was i love the reaction Pastor was the uh i say mvp oh Spoiler alert, overall MVP of the whole thing. But he was probably the one to lead the way to start this game. So he had four goals. I loved the reaction that Oshie got when he scored. 
Yeah, so went, did he. Yeah, he went. What a uh, nice moment for did him. Did you? And they didn't show this on. Um, obviously, when you guys were there live, didn't see it. He, his dad was able to make the trip. Yeah, they showed so, him. They showed him waving to his dad. Okay. I don't know if they showed that live or not because you know they showed him waving to his dad, and you know, oh, she just could tell it was like meant a lot to him, and that his dad, and I don't know if his dad saw or whatever, but he was waving to him and stuff. But still, uh, you know, knowing you know, oh, she was here for seven years and grew up here. He even said that he's like it's a huge moment for me to come yeah. back and have it in St. Louis as my first All Star game. Uh, even though like now I'm with Washington, I'm very happy in Washington. Uh, just a special moment to come back here, so where I, you know, grew up. I started my family here, yeah. And you know, so now, and his dad, you know, was around a ton back then. You know, his absolutely. Dad, you know, so it was a very cool moment for T.J. Oshie to get his goal um, in his very first All Star game. Yep. So next up is the two West teams. So mm. the Blues have the Central, and then against the uh, Pacific, the Pacific, who has owned the Central in this competition, yeah, all so, but one year. Yes. So basically, yeah. I think last year was the first year they beat them. Correct. So. Uh, very cool moment with the star. Barube puts all four blue, all four blues are starting. So you have Bennington and Net, you have Petro on defense, and you have O'Reilly and Perron up front. So I called that the okay. morning of, and I was like, they're going to do it, and, and they, they should. And they, and they kept Perron and uh, O'Reilly together, which they were not super effective. I got, I think Perron was obviously he was sick, which we found out later right. on. So I think. That maybe played into it, but we'll talk. He about put a it. nice one in the goal. Yeah, he got a goal. Got a good video of that, so it was nice. I'm to in the see I'm that. in the picture, and, and, yeah. and Rick is in the picture <laughs> that we found online today. So that was real cool. So they even the star Bennington didn't have really a great wasn't super start. sharp. wasn't sharp at the start. He went three of the first four in. Yeah, so not a great start, but kind of came back and uh, the the Central's down three nothing. Came back and tied it. Then I think they want to be in four four right before the break. I think uh, Sagan, it was five 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 five. Yeah, the Blues right. are sorry. The, Blues, the Central went up. 4-3, then tied, then down 5-4 with like a minute left. And Sagan scored. And then right. Sagan came right back and scored with like 15 seconds so left. So let's talk about this. So Patrick Kane scores on a breakaway during yes. the first thing. And so <laughs> so The great was there's, there's the initial ahead. cheer because the central, central scores. And then you realize, wait a minute, we're cheering for Patrick Kane. And it was like, yeah, oh, boo. The, I looked over to uh, my left because to the right was Chris, and then uh, the bench, uh, which was uh, which was a really cool spot for us to be yeah. in to watch the game. So if I wanted to really get cr- crowd reaction, I had to look to my left because we were so close right. to the ice mm-hmm. and next to a bench. And there were the man next to me had his thumbs down and but was cheering. Yeah. So he was. I mean, like, first of all, congratulations for being able to program your mind enough to know I hate you. This is awesome. Woo! Yeah, because yeah. that's what he was doing. Yeah, and then because he scored again, or maybe two more times, didn't he? Uh, he might have scored two more times. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first one is where he uh, he so, scores, and as they boo him, he's doing the Hulk Hogan. Did the Hulk Hogan? Which, he hands to the ear. Which again, was like, good on you, Patrick Kane. Like. Good for knowing your role in this game. Like, you're on the home team and they still hate you. Yeah. And having fun with it. Like, I hate that I liked how you I handled it. it. Yeah. Love so, 5-5 five, five going in the second. Uh, so, Connor Hellebuck comes in. Hella bad. Yeah. I, uh, my friends text me and said, Connor Hella suck. Am I right? And, uh, yeah, he wasn't great. Dear well, Connor, I, we're it all was a lot of, you. I think, the team did not do well in the second half. Uh, David Riddick shut the door on the, mm, on the uh, Central. So, Central Falls, nine to uh, ten to five. Excuse yep. me. So similar to the first score, but uh, just uh, just didn't have it. So Central, I texted a friend because then Green Day did their performance. We'll talk about that. I said, "How many people do you think leave?" 
because it's like no blues are left in the final game. So part of me is like, I know it's an expensive ticket. I know it's a very hot ticket. But part of me is like the casual fan, like who is there and just wanted to see the blues play. How many think leave? And they're like, I hope the, I hope they don't because it's surprisingly not as many as I thought. Yeah, I actually give it to this to the. I look pretty full still near the end. It looked pretty full still. I mean, the upper bowl is where real hockey fans who probably didn't pay the rent or the mortgage this month the, to buy tickets to get in, not an empty seat in that upper bowl. Agreed. Yeah, they were packed up there, the, from, what uh, I, from what I could tell. The casual, oh, we're here as a guest of MasterCard or whoever, they bailed. The side, that, the side that you don't see on TV, which is where they have the cameras, so you, you, obviously you're not in the line of sight for television, was a ghost town. Really? Um, but our side where the benches and all that were was still very full. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was very happy that it did not empty out when the central lost. Yeah. So then they had green day come out. So obviously the first song on TV was like the one they recorded outside. Yes. So they did that. And that was the, uh, new song. Correct. The new song was first. So then they had them like, Oh, we're going to come inside and like high five players as they go through. And all the players are in there, like warm up stuff. And it's like, you guys don't look sweaty at all. So, yeah. obviously, this was done earlier, which is yeah. funny. Don't say that. Sorry. Uh, so, they play the – they come in and they play – I'm looking it up. Hold on. Sorry. They played – It was like Brain Stewart. So it, was a cla- it was a classic, classic Green one, Day. Yeah, Two yeah. classic Green ones, and then the second one was American Idiot. Yeah. So, it was an interesting kind of a – Interesting performance. Performance, to say the least, because uh, they're on TV, I mean, it, it made it through on some. I they played Longview. Longview. Uh, okay, Thank yeah. you. Longview was the first one, then uh, some newer, the newer stuff, basically, after that. Right? And, well, American Idiot. American so Idiot. It's probably else. a decade old, but maybe yeah. more. Yeah. But, but, oh, four. Oh, four. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So. So, so, they play that, and uh, NHL, and, mo- and let's be honest, like most professional uh, leagues, when they have like an halftime entertainment. It's all pre-recorded. Pre-recorded, or um, I say, play. Find a group that plays it safe. They always find a group like, uh, for they had, like one of you had Destiny's Child, Beyonce. Mm. They have the like you know, well, like not not edgy, nothing that will cuss or that could cause a controversy. I'll, I'll. And how many times did we think they cussed total? Five, five, five. five. And I, I think some, I think depending on where you watched it, it slipped through. Yeah, I was telling you guys when I was watching it live at home. I don't remember. It's it. online if you want to see it. Yeah, if you want to see him like slip through. I think in some markets it might have slipped yeah. through. But there was long parts of the song where all of a sudden I lost 20, 25 seconds of a, of the so, like, like I could see audio and I could see it visually. Yeah. Not audio. Here's the misconception, yeah. and I can break this down quickly and easily on why a lot of times it's pre-recorded. It's it's the byproduct is yes, it lets you be safe and you know that there's going to be no surprises. But the main reason it's pre-recorded is because you're dealing with a television broadcast. They need to know to the second how long things are going to be so they know how much fill time they need to get in and out of commercial breaks. Yeah. Um, when a band that I used to work with played the Winter Classic, God, 10 years ago at this point, they were completely tracked, vocals and everything. Uh, but because of that, the NHL knew, okay, uh, this set is going to be 12 minutes and 45 seconds long. So they knew that, boom, there's a 12-minute, 45 chunk of time that we have allotted for. We know we have that. This is what we have on the front end. We need to fill two and a half minutes before we go to commercial after they're set. That is why 
most of the time when bands play on TV, aside from like award shows, but like when bands play like the Super Bowl or things like that. Big events. That's why it's pre-recorded. It's not just because we're afraid you're going to cuss. It's because we're we're dealing with many moving parts. We need to know exactly how long you're playing. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it was, I mean, but obviously, Green was Day fine. was not pre-recorded. Yes, they because they got, I, first thing I even said when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, let's see if they're plugged in." Right, because the one that I like, the Chili Peppers, the Chili were Peppers, where they played nothing, nothing was plugged guitars. in. So that's the one that kind of you pointed out to me, and then I'm yeah. like, "Oh, that makes sense." And so I looked at that, and then overall, it was. I mean, on t- over on TV, obviously, outside of the parts where. You know, how it kind of cut out. It sounded great in the arena. Okay. Yeah, that's all the other question. You guys were a lot closer, in which we uh, posted that video that yeah. Chris sent me uh, today and uh, on all of our socials. But it was uh, it was fine. I enjoyed it. And guess what? You got a pretty decently relevant band to play the NHL. Very relevant also. band. I applaud compared, the NHL Compared to that. what they've done in the past. I mean, obviously, the one they did the night before was OAR, which I guess is like, that's fine. Fine. Uh, AWOL Nation is who they started had to play. Up. Started off. So, like. Relevant band, yeah, they, you know, yeah. they, have, they have a new, the new. They played the new. I think yes. the new song they played. So they, so everybody had. They had newer bands. Yeah, that are current. You're current not, artists. You're not getting. Yeah. You're not getting like. We're not Miley Cyrus, Halsey, something like some kind right. of pop thing for this. It's always going to be like a rock kind of. They know their audience. Correct, and, and it was and great. It so. was. It was the right pick, and and just because of what uh, Chris and I do for a living. I have to say, is you it, got a Green Day show. It, you got a Green Day show, and it was is rock and roll as you would want from rock and roll. Unfortunately for the NHL and for the future of rock bands playing big events like this, that's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. The NFL is going to go. This is why we don't do this. This yeah. is why we don't have Metallica play the halftime show. And I'm not saying Metallica would do that because I 100 percent believe Metallica would not do that. I agree. Um, but I think. It just continues a bad stereotype for professional sports. This is why we don't use rock bands because look with the because Green Day's fifty. I hate to break it to everybody, but they're like our age, yeah, or, or, yeah, or yeah. actually older. older. Yeah. And, and so, if they're still acting like that, who's ever going to be safe enough for the NFL or for the NHL Jell-Dos to use again? Just, it it, it kind of was fine. Similar. It was I, like I said. I still thought it was it was good for NHL, good for like except for like you guys. You it guys, was like great. you said, you got a you got an All Star game. Yep. And a Green Day concert. Yep. And the thing is, like, I in one ticket. Basically. It's yeah. not. I don't. I don't want people to think that Green Day just cussed because they knew they were on TV. Go pull up any footage you can of yeah, Green Day live. Green Day doing Green that's Day. Green Day <laughs> playing live. Like that is a Green Day concert. Yeah. Um, like there was two. Let's go effing crazies. There was two. Get your effing hands in the air. And then yeah. there was an f bomb in the lyrics of the song. Yeah. Billy Joe does that every show. Yeah. So every it, single show. Yeah. So, like I said. Like I said, I thought it was fine. So, last one comes up. So, it is the Pacific versus the Atlantic. Atlantic. So, uh, unfortunately, the Pacific falls here, and Atlantic wins it. David Pasternak is the uh, MVP. Mm -hmm. So, uh, overall. It was a fun night. Fun night. Uh, so before we wrap up, we're getting this, so we're going to go into our usual wrap-up here. But yep. I thought I thought Rick had a really good story, what happened after the game. Yeah, this is a really nice yeah, story. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, so preference, you guys were uh, fortunate enough to – We were right next to the, to be the visitor great, bench. Yes, you are right next to the bench, about a couple rows off the ice. Correct. Go. And so um, as soon as the game ends uh, – by the way, I, I thought Hurdle uh, uh, should have been the MVP. Of yeah, the he game. had more I, goals, I, I yeah. thought he was fantastic. Uh 
Yeah, so we're we're getting ready to leave, and the the, the players are getting ready to leave the ice. Russia kids down to the ice, beating on the glass. One player sticks, and uh, one a little a little kid gets the attention of Kachuk, and he points to the kid like I'm going to give you my stick, and he comes towards the kid, and I motion to Kachuk, I'll give him the stick because I was the only one that was going to be able to Reach actually it. safely get it and yep. give it to the kid. And so he puts the stick up over the glass, and I'm able to grab the stick. And I bring the stick in, and this little boy turns around and sees me holding the stick. And, I mean, just all the color drops out of him. His heart is broken. And I had no intention of keeping the stick. And I was like, here, pal, this stick is for you. And then just the most euphoric little boy that you had ever seen, father, taps on the shoulder and says, thank you for doing that. Yesterday, someone tried to give him a stick, and an adult stole it from him. Yeah, that's, that's such so, a crap move. You know what? You're welcome. Good for you for bringing your kid to the All-Star game. You guys have a great night. And then the guy taps me again like two seconds later. The little boy said to his dad, I want to give that guy the puck I caught in warm-ups for giving me this stick. Which I thought, boy, you've raised your kid right. What yep. a nice thing. I'm a 42-year-old man who loves this game, and I'm not saying I wouldn't love to have a puck from the game. Yeah. But the fact that a kid thought, asked his that, dad, yeah. Yeah. not the dad said, hey, you should offer your puck. The kid asked his dad, and I knew I heard him do it. And, and I turned around, and uh, Chris and I both looked at the guy, and we're like, good for you, man. What a nice kid you have there. I said, and, and Chris even said to him, buddy, you need to put that puck with that stick up on your wall. And I said, you'll never understand this, pal to the little boy but we had our moment today and we showed him our picture with Wayne Gretzky and the dad was like oh my god you met Wayne Gretzky yeah. and we're like this was our moment so this one is yours I just thought it was a, a beautiful example of yeah. not only a well-raised kid but how good hockey can be agreed yep and a good way to end an overall pretty awesome day overall yeah. like I said, agreed. you guys got a good fun time at the fanfare yep we have obviously meet Wayne Gretzky I'll never got forget all-star that game as as I live. for sure God, and you guys see also a little Green Day concert and a very good inter- and a positive interaction, which is nice to see. With considering we've talked about some, uh, you know, obviously negative stuff that's happened this weekend. Yep. So, good way to end it, and that's how we're gonna probably end things here for right now. So, real quick side note: uh, during this nice little break the Blues have had with the All Star Game, uh, I decided to revamp a lot of things. So the website is completely revamped. So please go check it out at blueshockeypodcast.net and dot com and dot com. Um, yeah, it looks worked really hard on it. I think we're it looks really nice. I think everything's been updated uh, with pictures. Uh, I didn't tell Chris this, but I updated the uh, Blues Hall of Shame is now with pictures and everything. Oh, great! And it's all organized and all nice looking for once. Uh, awesome. We need to work on updating our bios apparently because we haven't done that in a while. But Perfect. outside of that, you don't need some pictures of us. All the pictures from our uh, photo shoot for our sh- our shirts at all the uh, our uh, photographer uh, JS Photo JS Photography STL did this summer. All our shirts with all our nice, uh, nice uh, models that were nice enough to do that for us. All those are out there now. I put them all up. So thank you for that. So everything is up there. All the information to contact us. Anything your little heart desires to do with the podcast is there. If you want to purchase any of our shirts, and that's what leads into the next thing. That's how I uh, remember to write things down. So our new shirts, yeah, based off one of the one of if not one of the greatest hockey games ever, NHL '94. Our shirt that we did. Uh, so I thought that was a nifty idea to release this weekend. Yep. So uh, get your NHL 94-inspired shirts, Blues Hockey Podcast shirt, uh, at the links on our socials and the website, yep. blueshockeypodcast.net. So like I said, the other part about the 
website updated, which is great. I decided to migrate to a new host, which guess what? Will make us always be in the positive. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, which will be nice. But unfortunately with that, it takes time on their end to migrate stuff. So if you do not see our podcast out there right now as of uh, Sunday, we're about 6 o'clock, 6.30 now. Uh, it is still not showing up on Apple. All, okay. all the episodes are disappearing, and now you see, I think, our very first episode is the last one that's left there. Oh, wow. So, which is whatever, but... So, it will get there eventually. Just give it a couple more business days, and I promise it will be there. Cool. So, but it is out there already for Spotify, so you listen to Spotify, and everything on the website is updated, so our players are all updated on the website. You can click on the individual episodes there. Listen to the embedded player on the website if you desire that. So we appreciate it. So that wraps it up for us here. So if you get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at? At Hossapalooza. Okay. And I know, Rick, do you want to give your number to I actually do have one. It's uh, at Big Rick Radio. There you go. So um, let's see. And Facebook and Instagram, Blues Hockey Podcast. And like I said, to find us, we're working on all that stuff. Just explain to all of them. Is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, any podcast app that you use, you can probably find us. So uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Like I said, shirts, check, check, check. I did all my stuff. So we're going well to we're gonna watch the Royal Rumble and eat some food and uh, enjoy the rest of our uh, fun-filled weekend. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks, Rick, for being here. Hey, thanks for the hospitality, guys. I enjoyed not only doing this with you, but uh, what a great city. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah.